This is Trek FM. Hailing frequencies open, this is your Trek FM Hyper Channel for Friday, May 30th, 2014. I'm Christopher Jones, and we have three stories for you today. Shatner and Star Trek nominated for TCA Awards, Tampa Bay Rays to serve up Star Trek Night, and Reading Rainbow funded in just 12 hours. Quick, name one television show and one actor that have made a lasting impact on American culture. No, let's let's make that global culture. Did you answer Alf and Dustin Diamond? Well, a million bonus points to you. But what I really had in mind was Star Trek and William Shatner. And the Television Critics Association seems to agree. Star Trek The Original Series has been nominated for the Heritage Award, and William Shatner is up for the Career Achievement Award in the upcoming 30th Annual TCA Awards. And these will be handed out on Saturday, July 19th. Now, the TCA Awards are given out by the Television Critics Association, and there are other nominees in these categories, so it's not a shoe-in yet for Star Trek or for William Shatner. Now, it might seem like it would be on the surface, and that was my first thought when I read the story, and then I looked to see who else is up against Star Trek and who else is up against William Shatner. Well, here are the other nominees for the Heritage Award. Star Trek will go up against South Park, Lost, Twin Peaks, and Saturday Night Live. Now, what is the Heritage Award? We need to know that to figure out if we think Star Trek can win. Well, this award is given out to one long-standing program that has had a major cultural and social impact. So Star Trek definitely, definitely fits the bill. Saturday Night Live, I would say, also fits the bill. South Park, yeah, probably. I could see it. If South Park were to win, I I would argue it. <laughs> I would argue that Star Trek should win. Saturday Night Live would probably be my second choice, but I could see South Park maybe. Lost, I don't think so. I don't think Lost has been around long enough. To, to qualify in the same way that these other shows do. And Twin Peaks, you know, I know that it is a favorite of many. I know it's an influential TV program. My roommate in university was just a huge Twin Peaks fan, and this was back when Twin Peaks was in first run. So I get it. I can understand why it's nominated. But given what the award is for, For me, it's going to come down between Star Trek and Saturday Night Live. Now, the other award that I mentioned that William Shatner is nominated for is the Career Achievement Award. This award is given to an individual who has influenced television through his or her work on the small screen. Now, this one gets a little bit trickier, I think. The nominees for this category are, of course, William Shatner, and then Mark Burnett, who is the creator of Survivor, The Apprentice, and so many other television series which have just been huge smash hits over the years. James Burroughs, who brought us Taxi, Cheers, Will and Grace, and Mike and Molly. And and Taxi is just I see it as one of the most influential television series ever. It's something that people these days probably don't watch anymore. But you think about who was on that show and 
just when you hear the music, you know, for me anyway, it takes me back to to my childhood. And then Cheers, obviously, um, no one needs to make a case for Cheers. So James Burrow is a pretty strong contender here, I think. The next nominee is Jay Leno. I remember when Jay Leno first started subbing for Johnny Carson. And, you know, Johnny Carson started to taper off a bit towards his final years hosting The Tonight Show. And Jay Leno would come in, fill in for him. It became a fairly regular thing. And then when Johnny Carson retired, naturally, Jay Leno took over. There, there was the big debate, of course, whether it should be David Letterman or Jay Leno. And, and the decision is what sent David Letterman over to CBS for all these years, of course. But Jay Leno, I mean, he's a mainstay for so many years, for decades now. Then there's Valerie Harper, who is known for the Mary Tyler Moore show and for Rhoda. Those are the two she's known best for. She won, I believe those two shows combined, she won four Emmys and a Golden Globe. Of course, I have to give her props for her single appearance as herself on The Muppet Show, which for some reason was not mentioned in this press release. So come on, guys. I don't know what's going on here. Muppet Show should be on there. But no, Valerie Harper is there as well. So we've got William Shatner, Mark Burnett, James Burroughs, Jay Leno, Valerie Harper. I don't know who's going to win this. If I were voting, I would vote for William Shatner because William Shatner transcends his work on television into books and into music and into just so many aspects of our culture. If you ask anybody in the world, I think, who's William Shatner? They're going to know. Well, he was Captain Kirk. At least they know that. And, and maybe they know all the other things that he's done as well. If you ask someone who's James Burroughs, who's Valerie Harper, I don't know that they would, I don't know that everyone would be able to tell you that even today. So William Shatner has my votes and we'll see who actually wins it when the TCA Awards are presented on Saturday, July 19th. And tell me, I'd like to know from you, who do you think will win? And it's okay to answer something other than Star Trek and William Shatner. As I said, this is a very stiff competition. So hit me up on Twitter. My username is C Brian Jones, the letter C and Brian with a Y, or you can catch us at the Trek FM account, which is Trek FM. Let me know who you think will win the TCA awards. Next up, every Deep Space Nine fan knows that Captain Cisco loves baseball. In fact, it was baseball that actually brought him and Cassidy Yates together. You know, their date wasn't going so well until they figured out that they both like baseball. Well, we also know from Star Trek that by the 24th century, the sport has died out on Earth. But luckily, we still live in the 21st. And so on Friday, June 6th, we can watch the Tampa Bay Rays take on the Seattle Mariners on what will be known as Star Trek Night at Tropicana Field. And this night will include a showing of the Chain of Command Blu-ray trailer, and there will be free Star Trek-themed t-shirts. Now, I I find the airing of the Chain of Command Blu-ray trailer before a baseball game to be a little bit odd. Now, maybe they're going to air the TNG Season 6 Blu-ray trailer and the Chain of Command Blu-ray trailer both, 
that might make a little bit more sense. I mean, Chain of Command, it's a very powerful episode. Not exactly the subject matter that I want to put on the big screen at the baseball stadium to get everyone in the mood for a baseball game, though. So I find it a little bit odd, although I am glad that they're promoting Star Trek to a wider audience in that way. That's good. And then t-shirts. Of course, t-shirts are always wonderful. The shirt is blue. The one I've seen is blue. And it has Kirk and Spock coming out of the starburst that overlays the R in the Tampa Bay Rays logo. The shirt will be distributed during the fifth inning at a special table in sections 221 and 222. So if you're going to be there, be sure you know that you have to actually go there to get the shirt. They're not going to come around and and yell, shirts, who wants a shirt? And throw it to you like a bag of peanuts. Of course, they'd want your money for that too. Shirts are available for adults in sizes S through 2XL on a first-come, first-served basis. And there's no word on how many shirts they're going to be printing. Hopefully, no one will be left out in the cold. I I would hope that if they're going to do this promotion, they'll make sure that they have enough shirts for everyone because it's going to really suck if you, you buy the ticket package and you go there and you don't get your shirt. So I'm sure you'll get your shirt. Now, if you are in the Tampa area and you can attend the game, if you want to get tickets, the way you do that is to go to tampabayrays.com and you can order them right there online. There is also a phone number if you want to place a group order of 20 or more. They would like you to actually call them, 727-825-3223, or email groupsales at raysbaseball.com and they'll take care of you there. The pricing for the tickets is $30. That's actually a $42 value. So you're getting a discount on that for Star Trek night. Well, tell me, I'd like to know, if you were planning a Star Trek night for a sports team, what would you do? I think the, you know, the Blu-ray trailers and the t-shirts are great, but I think we can really spice this up a little bit. What I think they should do at a minimum is, is to release Cardassian voles onto the field whenever the visiting team has bases loaded. I think that would make it more exciting. It would have a stronger Star Trek connection. And I think it'd make great television as well. Well, let me know what you would do if you were planning a Star Trek night for your local sports team. Hit me up on Twitter or go to our website, trek.fm slash contact, and you can send a message through there as well. We also have an update on our story from a few days ago. We told you about Reading Rainbow and LeVar Burton's efforts to fund the revival of the show. And, you know, I look at a lot of Kickstarter campaigns, and and I actually interview a lot of people who are doing Kickstarter campaigns as well. And sometimes the goals are so basic that you know they're going to meet those goals. And then they get more and more contributions for their stretch goals. And then sometimes you see people who set their goals so high that there's no way they can meet those goals and then they don't get funded at all. Well, the goal for this was $1 million. And normally if you saw that on a Kickstarter campaign, you would think it was insane. But of course, that's not the case when we're talking about the future of our children, literacy, and LeVar Burton. And when Burton and Reading Rainbow launched their month-long funding campaign, month-long, on Wednesday, May 28th, they never expected to be funded before they could even get started promoting it. In just 12 hours, 
the goal of $1 million was met, and it left Burton with a tear in his eye over the generosity of the contributors. There's actually a video. They they filmed, they were in a room. I don't know exactly where they were, but they were in a room, and they had a laptop, and they had it open to Kickstarter, and they were watching the contributions come in live, and the video is only a minute long, and it starts when they're at like 999 thousand two hundred and sixty something dollars and very quickly the number keeps shooting up and shooting up and they pass a million dollars and they all start cheering and then they turn the camera on LeVar Burton and he's so moved by what has just happened he actually gets tearful and he's he's so touched by the generosity it's an amazing video to watch, this this one minute. But to see LeVar Burton, you can feel just through your computer screen, you can feel how dedicated he is to this cause and how important it is to him to make sure that our children grow up literate. And I, I was just so happy to see the video. And it's amazing, a million dollars in 12 hours. Now, as I'm recording this on what would be Thursday night in the U.S., the total right now is $2,562,438, and there are still 33 days to go. It's incredible. I I have no idea how much money they're going to end up with. But of course, no matter how much it is, it won't be enough to achieve everything we need to achieve in children's literacy. But as LeVar Burton said at the end of the video, he said, thank you so much. This is going to enable us to do really, really, really good. And another thing he pointed out is exactly what I was thinking when I was looking at the Kickstarter page, which is that this is proof that small amounts add up. When you're contributing to something, you often feel like if you make the $1 donation or the $5 donation or even the $10 donation, that it's so small that maybe the donation you're giving isn't really going to help get someone to their goal. But actually, in this case, it's exactly what happened. The the big top-level amounts, the top-level perks, $10,000 level, $5,000 level, There are only six backers at the $10,000 level, and there are only three backers at the $5,000 level, but there are 11,388 backers at the $5 level, 7,986 at $10, and 2,500 at $25, and that's, of course, at the time I'm recording, so those numbers are going to keep going up. That's how you get to a million dollars in 12 hours. You give $5, it adds up. So if there's ever a cause that you want to contribute to and you really don't have much money to do it, donate $5. It really does make a difference. So this is great news that this was funded so quickly. I can't wait to see what they do. I'm so glad that Reading Rainbow is coming back because it's such an important program. And I also love the fact that Star Trek, through LeVar Burton, can have this connection because, you know, this is the Star Trek future where we've solved all these problems. And and this is us taking the step to get there. So big congratulations to LeVar Burton and Reading Rainbow. 
And big thank you to everyone who contributed to this. Now, I do have a network update for you before we close out the show. It's Friday, and that means Commentary Trek Stars, which looks at the work of Star Trek creatives beyond Trek. Or at least it usually does. This week, Mike and Max are concluding their four-part series on Larry Nemechek, which has dealt with Star Trek. And for their wrap-up, they are joined by Larry himself to discuss his work on The Next Generation Companion, as well as the Voyager episode that he wrote together with his wife, Janet. That's Season 7's Prophecy, the Klingon episode, and also other episode pitches, which he wrote for Voyager. He also provides background on Voyager's development. And I just told you that it's a four-part series. Well, it's actually going to be a five-part series because Larry talked with Mike and Max for so long that they have split it up into two episodes. But you're not being shortchanged. This isn't one of those things where you get half of a normal show's content here and half in the next week. This is actually the longest episode of Commentary Trek Stars ever at close to an hour and 30 minutes. And then you're going to get part two next week. So if you want to hear firsthand from Larry Nemechek on these topics, there you go. Commentary Trek Stars this week. Don't miss it. Now, Friday would also normally mean Warp 5 and Enterprise, but I'm taking a week off from that show. So if you haven't already listened to last week's episode with Crystal Allen, you can catch us on there, as well as catch up on the previous 40 episodes and see if you share our views on Enterprise. If you're new to Warp 5 and you haven't gone back to the beginning, we have some great interviews in the early episodes. We actually have Brandon Braga on episode two. And as far as I know, it's the only podcast that Brandon has ever done. So it's great to hear about the development of Enterprise directly from him there. And we've also got Dave Rossi on, Doug Drexler, Robbie Duncan McNeil, lots of great guests there on Warp 5. Well, you'll find all of these episodes in your feeds already if you subscribe to the individual feeds for Commentary Trek Stars and Warp 5 or to the Trek of Film Complete Master Feed. You can also catch us through your favorite podcast source, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, Swell, BlackBerry, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can stream from our website or grab the RSS link and pop that into your favorite podcatcher. Well, that's our look at the news for today. If you're streaming the show from our website, you can have it delivered directly to your device of choice by subscribing to the Hyperchannel show feed or to the Trek FM Complete Master Feed, which contains every episode of every show we do and some other special audio content as well. And as I mentioned a few times in the show today, and as I do every single day, I'd love to chat with you about these stories and the world of Star Trek. So find us on Twitter. Our username is TrekFM. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash trekfm. We also have a community on Google+. So if you search G Plus communities for trek.fm, you'll find us. We have forums at trek.fm slash forums. And you can even send us a voicemail through our website. Go to any one of our podcast pages on our new website, and you'll see it right there in the left sidebar. You can record a message from there and upload it to us. And if you want to find me, again, my username is C, Brian Jones. That's the letter C and Brian with a Y. And you can find me pretty much everywhere in social media under that same username. And Twitter is probably the best place to hit me up first. Well, thanks as always for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with some more stories for you. And until then, go watch some Trek. <laughs>